Hey, this is C.J. Burroughs, Next Gen Pastor at First Baptist Church in Alachua, Florida, and you're listening to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. Thanks, C.J. Appreciate the introduction. And today we're not going to take much of your time up, here, up front here, everybody, because this is an exciting episode. If you want to get passionate, if you want to get excited about evangelism, about new beginnings, about starting over, rebuilding, you know, whatever you want to call it, if you want to get excited about seeing kids come to Christ, this is that episode. You're going to get excited because uh, my guest today, uh, Jordan Bier, uh, is the National Director for Alpha uh, for the Youth Department there. Uh, and we talk and we share, we talk about Alpha. Uh, this is not a sales thing, by the way, because Alpha is completely free, so there's nothing to sell. So listen and enjoy without uh, without worrying about uh, what's coming at the end or if there's going to be a pitch or something like that. None of that exists. What does exist is great content. Both uh, Jordan and his intern, Luke, uh, share today uh, as well. And they just have great insight um, into Gen Z, into uh, what it means to create authentic spaces, to have uh, the hard conversations, but also the most interesting conversations about the big questions of life. So I want you to take it all in. Enjoy. And I make no apologies, by the way, for the time, because the content is that good, that it's worth an hour of your time. Uh, no big pitches up front either, so uh, I'm just going to put a link down below uh, to my link tree, and if you want to check out anything, the store, for youth ministry curriculum, for coaching, all that stuff, well, the link will be down there. And that's it. Let's go ahead and jump into today's interview with Jordan Bier. All right, everybody, here is our guest for today. His name is Jordan Bier. Welcome, Jordan Bier, to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, we've uh, discussed uh, that your name is Bougie already, uh, and that people call you by various names, uh, and, and your own family just calls you Barry. But here, let me tell you what, the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, if it is nothing else, it is Bougie. I respect that. This podcast is Bougie. So we're going all Bougie, bougie uh, in. We're all in on that. Um so Jordan is, uh, well, Jordan, why don't you go and introduce yourself? How about that? And you, uh, you tell us a little about yourself, uh, what your role is with Alpha, and then also tell me a little bit about your youth ministry experience. You know, where, where are your, where are your roots there in the old youth ministry world? Yeah, I love it. Thanks, man. Um, well, I've been a youth minister for over 12 years now and served at two different local churches and, and now with Alpha volunteering with youth ministries all across, well, I'm helping youth ministry across the country, but trying to volunteer with one we're finding in Holland, Michigan. So that's where I live. I live in Holland, Michigan. I've got four kids, um, nine, nine, seven, and five, you know, classic youth minister mode, might as well go all in. And uh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, when I joined Alpha about three years ago, and I've been the national director for Alpha Youth. So I oversee Alpha Youth for the States for the past three years. And what that really means is at the end of the day, I just equip and serve youth ministers across the country to try to help young people discover and develop a relationship with Jesus. That is it. And especially now in the COVID season, how do, how do we reorient our ministries? How do we lean in? What's Gen Z looking for? What are they longing for? Um, how does Gen Z weave into the culture of our church? What does Gen Z bring? And that's all the conversations happening, having, and both in a Catholic context and a Protestant context, um, and it's exciting. Like a lot of what Gen Z is bringing is actually revitalizing our churches across the country. Uh, 
if we lean in and understand and help them discover and develop this relationship with Jesus. So that's kind of what I do. Um, it's really it's a great fun. job, by the way. Yeah. I, that's that's the job I've always wanted. I, I wish I could just do that all. I and I do it through the podcast, obviously, and I do it through YouTube and things like that. But man, I would love to uh, to to spend my days just hanging with youth workers and and uh, and listen to them and listen to their hearts and. Uh, and just be able to, you know, like we had talked earlier, you know, there's a lot of youth workers struggling. If you're listening, if you're watching and we get it, you're struggling, right? You're trying to rebuild. You're trying to figure out what is the process going forward? What does evangelism look like? What is, what is all these things about? And so, uh, Jordan and myself, and if you're watching, if you're watching via video, uh, there's a guy down there. You can see that guy, uh, podcast listeners, you can't see him, uh, but that's Luke. And Luke's going to be coming in on the conversation here in just a little while. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, tell me a little bit about, Jordan, tell me about the history of Alpha and your role as the, as the director, uh, the national director for Youth Alpha. Because, I, and I mentioned this earlier, that I've done Alpha. It's a, it's a great video series. I have not seen the newest video series. So when we did, it was probably, I want to say 2020. Oh my goodness, 2017, I want to say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 2016, 2017 with our college career group. Yeah. And uh, and the videos then were outstanding. Uh, but tell me a little about uh, the history of Alpha, where it came from, and uh, and you know what it's, what it's all about for our listeners. Yeah, so Alpha originated um, in the UK in London from a church called Holy Trinity Brompton out there. And it really was... The church over there is kind of in crisis, and, and the reality was the church was literally dying off, um, and there's no young people in the part of the, the congregations, like things weren't thriving at all, and and this church, Holy Trinity in Brompton, and a guy named Nicky Gumbel decided to, well, what if we create a space where young people can be listened to rather than just preached at? And that kind of gave birth to this alpha. And I'm oversimplifying this in a big way. But the reality is, there's a movement of the spirit that began there. And all of a sudden, it just spread and went global across the whole, across the whole globe. And Alpha Youth was an innovation that happened uh, about six or seven years ago. And the, my friends in Canada, Jason Ballard and Ben Woodman, actually saw Alpha and looked for a way in which they could also create these experiences where young people can be listened to and explore life's biggest questions. Like, is there more life in this? Why did Jesus have to die? Who is the Holy Spirit? What does he do? Is there like all those kind of big core concepts of the basics of the Christian faith? And we created the series in such a way that we can have those conversations in a judgment-free space because that's alpha at its core. Judgment-free, open conversations. Say whatever you want to say. You're allowed to say that and you will walk away feeling loved and listened to. Because hospitality will lead the way forward for Gen Z. And that's what's happening. And that's what Alpha Youth really leans into. It's this idea of um, we want to love you. because you, And the hospitality, of course, is love for the stranger. And so that's kind of like a little background of Alpha, of Alpha and Alpha Youth. And we came out with a relatively new series, I think, in 2017. Um, that could be the one that you used, Paul. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And and the Alpha U series is actually 13 different episodes that you run over the course of nine or 10 different weeks. And each video is about 20, 22 minutes long. And there's pause points in the middle of the video for discussion. Each, each episode will have three different pause points for you to have conversations. And that's critical because at the end of the day, the conversations, we all know this. I, th I think it was John Wimber who said it this way. He said, people come to church for a variety of different reasons. They come to Alpha for a variety of different reasons. 
they come back and they stay because of one and that's friendship. Yeah. And that's the thing that especially Gen Z is longing for and leaning into is this friendship. And can I have these conversations? And, and, and Paul, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but we just did a, a study with, with Barna and it hasn't come out yet. I don't know when you're going to release this, but it hasn't come out yet. And we intentionally studied 13 to 18 year olds in evangelism. What, what causes young people, what works with young people? And, and, and we studied and asked non-Christians and Christians, 13 to 18 year olds, all these different questions. And some of the findings are fascinating. One of the things that we found is that 47% of the self-identifying non-Christians or almost one in two said that they'd be willing to talk about and investigate Christianity and what it can mean for their life. One in two. I don't know. The narrative is probably like actually like one in a hundred, but that's actually one in two. That's what the, that's what people self-identify as non-Christian are saying, which is super hopeful. Another thing is saying, they're saying two things here. The self-identifying non-Christian said, I would be willing to investigate Christianity more if the Christians I knew were less judgmental of my beliefs and the Christians I knew were less judgmental of my lifestyle. And so judgment for them is a critical thing. And that this idea of, are we creating judgment-free spaces? And the key for me in this, and you can rein me in, Paul, whenever you want, because I can go forever on this stuff. <laughs> you, you keep going. We'll, we'll, you'll run out of breath. Okay. Like, <laughs> I'll slip in there somewhere. Don't you worry. Yeah. So one of the things about judgment-free spaces is this idea of listening. Now, I think we think we listen. I think we think as a church across America, at least what I'm finding out is listening is the absence of talking, but attentive listening is actually way more than that. And young people are saying, do you actually listen to me? Do you hear me? Attentive listening requires us to lean in and to lean into these, this empathetical approach of you have something to say. I want to hear it. I want to listen to you. I'm going to identify those listen to those listen uh, those listens, uh, those spots that are emotion packed and emotion filled that I will pull those out in you and have conversations. And the thing is, I don't know if Gen Z feels genuinely listened to, but I do know when they feel listened to, they feel loved. Yeah. And um, there's a guy that we quote all the time at Alpha named David Augsburger. He wrote a book called Caring Enough to Be Heard. And he talks about how listening for the average person it's the same as being loved. And I could not see that more profoundly in the life of young people, Gen Z, when it comes to the church. And so we create spaces of loving people and listening to them. And, and then as it turns out, and it's surprising because like we're talking to a bunch of youth pastors on this thing. As it turns out, Jesus is really attractive to young people, like really attractive. And all we have to do is listen and love them well. And Jesus shows up in a lot of ways, in surprising ways, in ways that we didn't expect. And he is on the move with young people everywhere across the country. That, and let me tell you something, that is a great thought. There is so much packed in there, uh, Jordan, that you said about hospitality. And youth workers, uh, having been one for a very long time, uh, we have an incessant need to talk because we're paid to talk. The church pays us to talk to yeah. young people. Yeah. You know what? What if churches turned around and says, look, we're not paying you to talk to young people. We're paying you to listen to young people. Well, that'd be a profound 
That'd be a profound statement, right? Talk less, youth workers, and, and listen more, which I think then brings us maybe into because we talked about, you know, that everybody's at a rebuilding stage. I'm seeing it all over social, right? Everybody's saying, guys, what's your, what's your best back to school title of the thing we're going to do? And what's the best evangelism thing to get kids to come back to church? And what's the best, you know, whereas, and I think you'd agree, uh, Jordan, that, that in an event driven model, there's not a lot of listening. There's a lot of doing, there's a lot of scheduling. So let's compare, right? Let's compare a little bit. Let's take what youth workers are probably doing right now, which is traditional youth ministry. They're trying to either go back into that model of let's ramp it up and have five big events or whatever we're going to do to attract teenagers into the, into the church versus an alpha model. And you tell me, and this is not to frame it as good and bad. It's not, not how I'm framing it. I'm framing it as in speaking versus listening, right? Whereas events are about me telling you about who we're about and who Jesus is. And maybe Alpha being about listening to the hearts of young people and, and being a part of that. So break down for me then your experience, maybe in, even in your youth ministry, yeah. Did you were you a part of traditional youth ministry or did you always use alpha as your as your you know primary way of evangelism or or yeah. or you know break that break it down for me? Yeah, that's really good. Um and I wouldn't know um traditional ministry if the church I was a part of is traditional ministry, but we were always evangelistically oriented. Mm-hmm. So we always did relational things like small groups and all that stuff, and that's kind of like feels like everyone's doing small groups now. It's not a new thing. Right. What I found out was I thought that in small groups, people, the small group leaders were listening, but it actually turned into teaching 2.0. It's like, Jordan's done teaching. It's my turn to teach now. And I'm going to teach you the things that you don't know you need to know. And every, and every young person was like, you know, if you want to know if small groups really happening, jump into a small group and see if it's actually happening. See if a conversation's happening. From what I found out, and it was like, and I had hundreds of small groups like that. And, and I just went into a couple and I was like, oh no, like, no one's listening, <laughs> you know, and I thought they were. And, and, and so, but I, it was on me. I didn't train people how to listen and I didn't create a culture of attentive listening. And then I ran, stumbled into alpha and alpha was like this way to grow intentionally in this attentive listening posture. And in, in, in the same study, Paul, that I talked to you about earlier with Barna, the top five qualities of of a person that young people would be willing to have a chat with about faith. Number one, listens without judgment. Um, the, another one is demonstrates an interest in other people's stories. Another one is they do not force a conclusion. And another one is um, they're really good at asking questions. And all of those have nothing to do with having all the answers. I mean, I, was, you, I love that you said you were trained. I was trained to give the ontological argument of why God exists. And some of you in, who are listening to this be like, yeah, I know exactly what the ontological argument is. Guys, I, I'll tell you a story and, and, and then you, we can go on. But there's this time that we're running alpha and there's this girl that was there and, and um, night one, she comes in and says, if you believe God exists, you're a blankety blank idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're getting real. Like this you are is reaching, you are reaching kids. When a kid comes in and says that, you know you're reaching your target audience. It was like, and you know, Alpha, you're trained to say, 
oh, thank you. Thanks for saying that. What does everybody else think? You know, and everyone's just like, <gasps> you know, they've gasped a little. <laughs> In the moment, I could have given the ontological argument, right? But later it comes out the reason why she said that. She's like, you want to know why I said that? And I was like, yeah, that was a crazy moment, you know? And she's like, well, when I was a kid, my mom and dad were fighting. And I ran upstairs in my room and I prayed like crazy that God would stop the fighting. And he did it. And I got a divorce. And from then on, God didn't exist. And, and I'm going to think about that. And I'm like, well, what if, like, one, she opened up about that and was willing to trust us to have that, like, deep hurt share with us. Two, what if I gave the ontological argument of why God existed when she was angry about that stuff? That would have been actually come across as more hurtful. Of course, like those, the things that we have are true. But I don't know if Gen Z is saying, tell me what's true. I think they're asking, do you see me? Yeah, no, you're right. I think that's, a, and I think that's a, a great example because, because youth workers want to correct, right? Like they want to do the argument. They, they're, it's, it's very Socratic in nature. It's this, you know, uh, uh, you know, hash this thing out and, and, you know, you look, you look, that's like catnip for youth workers, like, especially very young youth workers who have, you know, went to seminary and all that. Oh, this is, this is it right here. Now, this is the, Oh, we're now we're in now we're in the problem is though. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is that it's not about you, bro. It's not, it's nothing about your education is going to solve what's going on with this young person. Yeah. What, what needs to happen in this moment is you need to like back way off of that and say, yeah, not time for an argument time. Just listen why this is, why this is happening. Yeah. And I love that you're saying this too, because at the core of alpha, um, really alpha evangelism is alpha's evangelism and evangelism is partnering with the Holy spirit and the work that he's already doing. And to way, the best way to partner with the Holy spirit and the work he's already doing is listening <laughs> And then identifying this is where the Lord is going. That's where I need to go. Um, and of course, like all the things that we were trained in, and learned at Bible college and seminary, like all of those matter. And we're, we're going to use them. But at its core, we need to partner with the Holy Spirit first and not just convince people with a bunch of proofs. Um, and, and that's how we're finding young people coming to know Jesus left and right is this idea of like, well, one, they're listened to. And then two, they encounter the Holy Spirit for themselves. And when they encounter the Holy Spirit for themselves, they realize without even knowing what John 10, 10 says, life and life to the full, they trade everything and say, this is it. And then they go all in just like, like woman at the well, they, she went all in and then invited everyone to come and see for themselves. That's what's happening at Alpha Youth. Young people come to know Jesus, encountering the Holy Spirit, going, inviting their friends saying, just come for yourself. Just come and see for yourself what, what this thing is all about. And so what happens is when an alpha is run really well, an alpha youth is run really well, we actually see the alpha youth growing. Like week three, week four, week five, it, just friends, keep inviting friends, keep inviting friends because they're like, this is a space that someone actually listens to us. And they're talking about things that we didn't think that we could ask and say, you know? And, and of course, food and stuff, but like the reality is like young people are craving and starving for that space. And the yeah. and create it. Yeah, and that's and let me. I'm going to skip a question. I want to go down because I think this is this is where youth workers are listening and say, "Paul, that's great. That's all theoretical." 
right? It's all it's all great that this is this is happening, but the youth worker, and, and, and at least in my mind, a lot of youth workers like myself were saying, "Well, listen, I already got fifty other things going on. Is it is it traditional? Like, in other words, do you have traditional youth meeting and Alpha is your small group? Is Alpha the thing? Is that what you do on a Wednesday night? How does this? How does Alpha then fit in? Because, like I said, there's a lot of youth workers thinking about." how they're going to restructure their program or how they're going to do whatever to get, you know, students to come. So what would you tell a youth worker saying, look, I'm trying to plan the calendar. I'm trying to do the thing. Where does alpha fit structurally within my youth ministry? Yeah, that's really good. And and thanks for asking that, Paul. I get that question all the time. So one of the things I have to say out loud is that alpha it's amazing content. Like we put $2 million into the content series and we give it all, all away for free. So like take, Use it, whatever you want to do with it, do with it. But at its core, Alpha is culture. It's, it's about a culture. It's a culture of being real, which is like real conversations, real questions, real doubts. Bring them all to the table. It's a culture of being relational, which is all about entering into the journey young people are on. It's all about being reliant on the Holy Spirit. It's all about being reproducible. So when I say that, though, the best fruit of Alpha is going to happen after multiple times of running Alpha. Now, what I'm not saying there is I'm not saying to replace your program of all you do and only run alpha. That's the, I was like, that's the quickest way to kill youth ministries, do that, okay? But what I am saying is there's there's lots of different ways to run alpha as long as you're running it consistently, as long as the space is there for you to invite young people to have conversations about life, faith, and meaning. And so here's the four different ways that we actually found that are really conducive to this. And then I, one of the ways I actually want to invite my, my buddy Luke Wentz to chat, chat about this, but the first way is um, you could replace your normal youth night. Let's say you meet on Wednesday night. You could replace that night and launch Alpha, and that's fine. That's okay. Like, it, it's, a, it's a neat option. Um, and if you're looking just for a place to start, you can start there because that's probably, you know, it's not a ton of extra work, and you can lean in, discover what Alpha is, figure it out with all your leaders and all your students together. Don't let it stay there. Okay, please don't let us stay there. And I wouldn't even say that that's the best place to, to stay at all. I was going to say, it's a, great, it's a great place. If your youth group is smaller, uh, yeah. great place to start. Because if you're rebuilding and you want to say, look, I got five kids who are yeah. coming. That's great. It's much harder for bigger churches to navigate, yes. to, to make shift and changes, like turning the Titanic around. There, yeah. there's, it's just too big to do that for a lot of groups. So if you're a youth group, if you're watching and you're listening and you have a youth group of five to 10 kids, perfect. Alpha would totally be a great uh, starting point for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And so that's the first way. The second way is actually to do run alpha on a different night. So let's say you meet on Wednesday nights and you wanted to run alpha on a Sunday night. Um, that's another great way to also do it. Now, the, again, like, you probably have to be staffed appropriately to do that. Don't jeopardize time with family or anything like that. Don't jeopardize the ministry you have going on. But that's another way you could do it is run it on an off night. Now, the third way is actually quite interesting is you can actually decentralize your alpha and push it to like coffee shops, or you can push it to um, homes, or you can push it to uh, schools, or you, you can push it to anywhere. And, and, and it, what happens is it happens at sporadic times during the week. It's like, Hey, we're all going to run alpha. There's going to be small little groups that are running alpha across the area and it's decentralized and we have leaders running with it. Um, Go for it. Like that's another way. And that actually works really well too. The fourth way, and it's a really exciting way that's popping up across the country is this idea of a student led alpha. 
And this is when young people, 13 to 18 year olds, are running alpha for themselves, for their friends. The youth minister steps back and says, I'm coaching you. And the youth themselves lean in and say, I'm going to reach my friends. And we're going to have conversations with life, faith, meeting together. And so I was a youth minister for, for 12 years, told this already, uh, 10 years at a, at a location in, in Illinois. And one of my students was Luke Wentz. And Luke did this. And I, I just want to step back and let Luke share the story of what he's did because it's awesome and he needs to share. And again, he was a student who did this for his friends. And we'll just do that. So Luke. That's it. Luke, jump in here, man, and tell us your story about, about running your own alpha, because I, this also is to demonstrate how uh, the word easy, right? How easy it is. That's not to, to uh, degrade you to say, oh, look how easy it is. Luke, Luke could do it. We're, we're not saying that at all. We're saying, though, we are saying, though, that, that alpha is, uh, uh, is simple enough to say, look, let your teenagers do it. So Luke, go ahead and share it with us. Tell totally. us your experience. All right, setting the scene. This was my sophomore year of high school. So I wasn't some big scholar who knew tons of things. I was just some sophomore high schooler who found out about Youth Alpha. And I was like, this is awesome. I was like, I wanna do this with my friends. And I went to a big public school. So I was like, you know, I, I really want to invite my friends at school to try Youth Alpha because I love the idea we were talking about earlier, a judgment-free so zone where you can invite anyone, regardless of what they believe, to talk about big questions of life and faith. And I was ecstatic about that. So I was like, okay, what do I do? Literally, all the resources were on the, on the website. So I just popped on. It was like, okay, I'm trying to figure this out. Like Luke Wentz, I'm registering up and get a videos. I watched through them. I'm like, this is awesome. Training videos. I'm like, okay, I'm getting the hang of this. So my first big fear for any, if there's any students on listening, the biggest fear that you first have when starting and running an alpha on your own is this fear of what if I invite my friends and no one shows up? Or what if I invite my friends and they like, look at me and they go, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk to you ever again. And that was, that was a legitimate fear in my, in my mind. And um, so what I did to kind of counter that, I found two of my friends that I knew for sure would like do this with me. And I met up with them. And I was like, all right, cool. So at least I got these guys. If nothing else, it's me and my two buddies and we're going to meet oh. up. But I, it was so, so awesome because I was so scared of this. I go to my friends and I ask them and I'm like, hey, I'm doing this thing. It was in my basement. Like it was nothing special. I was like, you guys want to come over to my house. We'll play basketball, eat pizza. We'll hang out in my basement. And then we'll watch these videos and talk about life and faith and these big questions. Then everyone was like, sure. I was like, what? I was like, really? <laughs> and I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Students want to have a conversation about life and faith, but they don't have a space to do that outside of youth ministries that are already there. And for so many students who aren't involved in a youth ministry or don't have any kind of context for that, they have no space to talk about the big questions of life and faith with others, other people their age. So I invited my friends over. I had friends from different denominations um, coming together. I had people from other religion, religious backgrounds, people who didn't associate with any religions, all coming together to talk about this. And it was great. And I think about I'll share a story real quick about something that happened on there. One of my, one of my friends sitting across from me 
um, we were, we were sitting there on alpha and he opens up and is like, you know, I've never really thought too much about this stuff before, but I, I kind of want to try praying. And we, we, he prayed for the first time on alpha. And that was like really powerful for me. Cause I'm sitting there as a student, a sophomore in high school. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? I'm like, I'm not, I didn't do anything special. I didn't have these groundbreaking ideas. I wasn't some like revolutionary, like thinker. I was literally just creating a space and being all those things, real relational and being open about stuff. And then it, it forced me into a position where I was leaning fully on God to the point where it was like, there's, this is nothing that I could have done on my own. And to reinforce those values on student leaders at such a young age is more than any kind of knowledge that you could gift to them because I couldn't have learned it anywhere else for myself. And it reinforced my leadership up to this point and has influenced everything we do. And going back to Jordan again, real quick, sorry, I'm taking, talking a lot, but I can like Jordan, I could run with this stuff, but alpha is so much culture and not content. So when you're training your student leaders, you're not just training them how to run a video series and ask the questions. You're giving them fundamental leadership abilities that will translate to every other area in ministry, which you will see your student leaders then after they've run through an alpha will be able to step into other areas of your ministry in your church and be able to make impacts that are so much broader than just running an alpha. And my last point I'll make about this is about alpha. Like we were saying earlier, easy is kind of a word. I like, it's so manageable and non-threatening is how I'd like to put it for student leaders, because it's so scary for student leaders to step into positions. I, I remember thinking stuff like, oh my goodness, what if they ask questions I don't know how to answer? And I don't know everything. Do I have to go read the entire Bible and memorize every verse? Like, but that's not what Alpha is about. Alpha is about asking questions and to create that space to talk about that stuff. And if someone asks a question you don't know, the beauty of Alpha is you can turn around and literally say, you know, honestly, that's a really good question. I don't quite have the answer for that, but let's talk about it. And especially with Gen Z, they appreciate that authenticity so, 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 so much. And they will see that and they won't look at, see you like a coward. They'll be like, that's awesome. And it will cause them to open up as well because they know they can be authentic. So, yeah. Yeah. Luke, you nailed it. Nailed it, buddy. Let me tell you something. Uh, if you're a student out there listening, first of all, thank you for listening. Uh, but Listen to what Luke is saying, because let me tell you it may be in your heart. It may just hit your heart differently. If you're watching it, you're listening and it hits your heart and you go, wow, I wish I could do something like that. Well, you can, if you go to alpha.org, find all the materials, find all the resources, do it. If that's what the Lord's laid on your heart to do, do it. Don't wait for your youth pastor's permission, by the way. It's okay. It's okay. Just do what the Lord tells you to do. Let, let your youth pastor know. I mean, say, look, I'm going to run this alpha thing and, you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, be jealous or anything, but, you know, I feel like that's what the Lord wants me to do. Uh, and if you're a youth worker, listen, youth workers, Luke nailed it. Listen, it's gotta be more than you, the youth pastor working 10 times harder than trying to work 10 times harder than the Holy spirit. Okay. The Holy spirit's already at work already moving. Like Jordan has said, and a lot of us as youth workers, we love activity. That activity equates to productivity or value. And I'm, I'm going to say something strong, youth workers, and you can uh, send me uh, terrible messages if you want. Programming is the enemy of authenticity. In other words, 
if you're relying completely on filling up every moment of space within your youth program, if you're filling, if you're just trying to fill it up with stuff, you're missing the part where you get to be real with students and students get to be real with each other. And I think that's what Alpha is, is doing. It's creating a space of authenticity where everybody can be themselves and be real about it and allow the Lord to be able to do it. So I, I just want to encourage you, youth workers, uh, and I'm going to let Jordan speak again here because it looks like he wants to say something. <laughs> but I, I do. that's just on my heart is that, uh, and I look, I feel the pain. I've done it. You know, I've done it where, well, we just got to keep kids busy. Well, maybe not. Maybe there's a different way. Am I right, Jordan? Yeah, I mean... Paul, I mean, when do I get the slippy 50 bucks? You know, like, <laughs> I will Venmo you right now <laughs> No, <laughs> in the chat. No, I will Venmo you. No, genuinely. That's, I couldn't agree more. Paul. And um, if we can begin to shift together away from stuff that we kind of already know didn't work and, and COVID gave us the upside of the downside with, COVID is it allowed us to press the reset button and enter into a rebuild, knowing that programs are fine, they're good, but they do not actually culminate in the dream and cultivate the dream that God has placed on our heart. The kingdom, especially for Gen Z, has always been about relationships, authenticity, conversations, experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit, um, and not a checklist of things to know and do as you graduate your high school ministry. Yeah. And I know that that made a big difference for a lot of us when we were youth. Gen Z has changed and they've changed and this is where they're going. It's authenticity, honest conversations, entering into the journey um, and being willing to go there with them. That matters a lot. And then one extra thing too, with what Luke was talking about, um, I was his youth minister when he was doing this. And by the way, I had no idea what alpha was when he was doing this. I genuinely had no idea. That's great. And I was like, he said, yeah, can I like have conversations with my friends in my basement? And I was like, of course, you know, he's like, yeah, it's going to be a lot life, faith, meaning Jesus. And I was like, uh, am I dreaming? What's going on here? <laughs> so I remember, I remember he kind of launched in and did it. And, and I remember he came back to me one day and ecstatic. And he was like, he was like, Jordan, they said, yes. They all have questions about faith and meaning and Jesus. And, and he just went on and on and on. And, and I saw in that moment, and we always know this as youth ministers, but I saw in that moment, Luke's faith just blossom in ways that no talk ever could really, and no like experience could ever do at a camp, you know, like his faith just dramatically exploded. And I think about the time that Jesus sent the 72 disciples and said, you go proclaim the kingdom. And they came back and they said, Jesus, even the demons fled in your name. It's almost like their faith was just growing. Like, and Jesus like, yep, see, you did it. You know, and I'm not equating myself to Jesus. Please don't hear that. Luke, no. Luke did something on his own, but Luke came back because he was empowered to do something that matters to right. him and his friends, have conversations of life, faith, and meaning. And he came back and he said, Jordan, they all said yes they all want to have these conversations and his faith just skyrocketed and i mean as a youth pastor i was like all right i gotta figure out the heck this alpha thing is because i don't know what just happened you know <laughs> that's right the student taught the teacher something huh uh and that's and that's how it is that's where young people come in and they say look 
I just want to, I don't, I don't need, and I know youth workers, you're listening and going, okay, but, but what about the curriculum? Isn't there curriculum? And that, no, 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 listen, there's nothing to sell here. We're not, there's no selling of, there's no money down. There's no 29.99 a month. There's no subscription. It's just videos that are free and training you get on the website at alpha.org. So I, I, you know, because I think people complicate this to where they, they, they got to have more things or more stuff or uh, no, it's as easy as everybody is saying it is, as Jordan is saying, as Luke is saying, uh, and it's student led man is the way to go. And if you're, you got questions, man, go to alpha.org and check it out for yourself. There'll be a link down in the show notes. So as we begin to kind of wrap up our time, uh, tell me two stories, Jordan or Luke, uh, tell me a story of a youth ministry who said, I want to try this alpha thing. Right. And, and was just, I want to say, you know, blown away is, is not, not necessarily the term I'm looking for. Cause I'm not saying, Oh, and they reached a thousand kids and they all came to youth group every week for the rest of their lives. So what I'm saying, tell me a story of impact that says this was a meaningful thing that happened for this youth ministry because they said, we just want to create some space for some authenticity, some real conversations. And, uh, and, and tell me a story about a youth ministry. And then tell me a story about a student who found Christ in Alpha. Yeah. Um, well, when you ask me this, there's a couple of stories. Well, there's lots of stories that came to mind. But um, the most recent one that I kind of stumbled across is there's this youth ministry in Dallas. And, it, and this should come across as encouraging, too, because it's going to sound like a fail at first. <laughs> but this guy, this kid, you know, he's probably 20 years old, jumping into student ministry first time, calls me and says, Hey, I'm going to run alpha. What do I do? You know, I was like, well, let's talk about it. And so he, we talk about it. And then he, he invites five student leaders to come on in and he says, invite, go, Hey, go invite all your friends. And so the night rolls around and alpha happens and four of the five student leaders text him and say, Hey, I can't make it. And then one student leader shows up and he's like, Hey, what friends did you invite? And he goes, not just me. And they ate five boxes of pizza together that night together. Wow. Sat down for an hour and a half. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Well, oh, you're not wasting that money for sure. No. I mean, Jesus paid for that. So you gotta. <laughs> so, so what happened though, is then the conversation with me there, I was like, look, start small, but keep going, just keep going. And so he created that intentional space for that one student. They ran alpha again, more started coming. They ran alpha again, more started coming. They ran alpha again, more started coming. And what happened was on the weekend away, because in alpha, there's a weekend away, on the second or third time they ran alpha, one of the students encountered the Holy Spirit in a way that radically changed his life. I'm pretty sure he was in a gang. I'm pretty sure that he would never step foot in any youth ministry ever. Pretty sure that, I don't know how he stumbled into alpha, but his life was radically transformed. On the very next Alpha, he was a helper. He's one of the leaders. He invites all his buddies. They all come to Alpha. They all choose to follow Jesus. And then all of a sudden, they have all this momentum to the point now where they just ran this past Alpha, and I think they had like 60, 70 or something like that students coming, and he said a majority of them have never stepped foot in the church, ever. 
And I'm telling you this because when you measure alphas and its impact, don't measure the impact by how many Christians show up. Measure the impact how many guests are coming that are exploring life and faith and meaning. And I'm not saying that don't invite Christians. Well, of course, invite Christians on too. But the point is to invite young people who are exploring. Invite young people to just experience this together. And what's so beautiful is even the student, he came to know Jesus for the first time. His name, his name was Angel. His heart was so heavy for his family. He just kept praying for his family to come, his brother to come on Alpha. And then his brother ended up coming on Alpha. And his brother chose to follow Jesus on Alpha. And, and so, and then now, and, and then I was, I was there this, um, I was there a couple months ago, Paul, and, I, and, and, and there's another one of their friends that came. And we were there and we we're just doing prayer ministry. And it's like, and they're about to launch another Alpha. And she comes up to me and she says, she says, Jordan, I had 20 friends that I'm going to invite, but then the Lord gave me the number 22. And can I tell you who the other two are? And I was like, yeah, I mean, 20, that's pretty epic. Like, what's going on? You know? And she goes, the other two are my mom and dad. I'm supposed to invite my mom and dad to Alpha. And the Lord really wants them to be a part of it. And then it comes out that her history is quite, it's a struggle. And every youth minister's heart would break over the story that she told me about her family life. And, but yet the Lord is using her to invite her mom and dad to the table of Alpha to discover Jesus. How amazing is that? And I, of course, all of youth ministers across the country would be like, man, I want that, you know? But I'll tell you this, it started with one student leader sitting in a room, five boxes of pizza, having conversations, creating that space of authenticity. And that over a long period of time is gonna culminate into these beautiful ripple effects of young people coming to know Jesus, inviting their friends, and potentially seeing entire families redeemed and restored and renewed. I mean, that's stuff we dream about as youth ministers. That's it. That's what you want. <laughs> but, it, but we have to be intentional and willing to give the time and the space to just one. I was, at London, I was in London with Holy Trinity Brompton, Nikki Gumbel, where everything started. And I've never told him this, but um, when you go there, if you were to go there and they're running Alpha, 900 people will line up the streets of London in a very post-Christian context to come to Alpha. The majority of them never step foot in church. As it was there, it was this huge, amazing event, like so much excitement happening, you know, so much expectation. And I saw Nicky Gumbel, and he does have this like gift of evangelism. And I saw him focus on one person the entire time. There was hundreds around him, like amazing top level leaders, like all this stuff from CEOs. And, and he just was like this one person locked on that one person the entire time. And I thought to myself, I think that's the gift of evangelism. Locking in on that one person, the hospitality, love for the stranger, being willing to go in that one person and love them for where they are. And, and I know like we've got the Billy Graham stuff in our heads, like massive crusades and all that stuff. And yes, that's amazing too. But I think we're in a season where young people are saying, well, you know, do you love me for me or my number attached to a ministry? And if we could just tap into the potential of Gen Z by meeting them right where they're at, by seeing them for who they are, we could see one of the greatest renewals and revivals the church has seen. Um, 
I'm not saying that's going to happen through Alpha, but I so believe in Gen Z. I really do. They have all of the ingredients. They have all the orientation of the kingdom without even knowing the king. What if they knew the king? All this stuff would just surface and come out and pour out and, and our churches would be revitalized. It'd grow young and, and, and we would see like renewal. And I think that Gen Z is primed to do something really special, but we have to focus on the one. And, you know, you leave the 99, go after the one. That's quite real right now. That's very real. We have to be willing to go for the one. And that's it. I, I, I got nothing else to say, Paul. I mean, that's my heart right now. I was like, guys, be willing to go for the one, you know? Well, yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm all in, man. This, I'm, I'm huge on it. I'm huge on, on, on young people leading. And, and like you said, it's not about, you know, youth workers that are watching and listening, listen to what we're saying. If you took alpha away, change the name, do whatever. We're not even, it's, it's, yeah. Is it a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. But what we're really talking about is relationships. What we're, what youth ministry already is. It's just about relationships and listening, more listening, less talking, finding ways to do that. And alpha gives you the, the, you know, the, the content to be able to do that. And once again, this is not saying that alpha is like way up here and your youth ministry is way down here. We're encouraging all youth ministries, regardless of size, regardless of what program they do, is all youth ministries need to create a space of authenticity. It's not about just ramping it up. It's not just about, uh, you know, what's on the calendar. It's about, like Jordan said, paying attention to the one. You know, there's a saying, you hear it in commercials, you hear it in movies, you know, read the room, read your room. Who needs your time and attention right now? Who do, who do you need to lock into for just a little while and say, I'm going to spend some time with them and just talk and, and more importantly, listen to their story. Whose story haven't I heard in this room? I want to hear their story. And I'm willing to lock out everybody else for a little while and lock into this young person and say, hey, tell me your story. I want to, uh, I want to hear what you have to say about life and about the big questions and all those things. Uh, <clears throat> Jordan, tell us a little bit about real quick, what's on the website. If they go to alpha.org, what are they going to yeah. find? What kind of resources are they going to find there? Yeah. So what you need to do, if you've been checking out alpha is just go ahead and register a course. And, and, and once you register a course, what's going to happen is you have full access to all the resources of alpha. And, and Paul's mentioned this already. Like there really is no bait and switch. We're not going to come after you and ask for a donation or anything like that. Like we don't do that then one of the core values of Alpha is free and we give away the, um, the highest quality resources for free. And it's like free, free, like genuinely free. <laughs> and free, 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 free. And, free. And typically when youth ministry mode, it's like, hey, when it's free, it's cheap. Well, it wasn't cheap actually. It was a couple million dollars that we invested into the series. So um, you'll get access to all sorts of different like promotion materials, marketing materials. You get access to the small group guides, which we, um, there's just discussion guides. You'll get access to all the training videos. You get access to the 13 different videos in the actual Alpha U series. Um, there's a student-led training kit. There's, um, if you want to, you could run it online if you wanted to. Um, we have that stuff on there as well. Like, it's all there. Like, you, and, and then just, and then training modules. There's lots of training modules on there. Um, I would, what I would do is go ahead and if you wanted to check this stuff out, go ahead and register a course in Alpha. Start tinkering around in it, stay there for a while, learn, look at the learning modules. And then at the end of the day, like just reach out to us at alpha because 
we want to help you. That's what we do. We just equip and serve you. And um, even if it's just conversations about youth ministry, different networks of where you are, like we just want to help you guys. And especially in this season of COVID. Um, so that's what's there. Uh, you'll probably find a lot more there, um, but don't be overwhelmed by it. Just give it a, just give it a half hour, kind of tinker around with it. You'll get, you'll have access to everything. Like there's nothing, there's nothing we're holding back from you. There's no upsell. There's no, there's no buy this and now buy 20 more of that. There's, there's none of that going on. It's, it's completely free. I mean, as a sophomore in high school, they couldn't have pulled anything on me. I was, I had no money in the first place. So, <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's the thing. <laughs> Luke, stay on here for a second. I'm glad you, I'm glad you jumped in here. Jordan, first of all, Jordan, tell people where they can get in touch with you. If they have questions, uh, whether it's on social or email, whatever you want to give to let people know where you're at. Yeah. So you could totally email me. Um, I'll, I'll put in, I'll give it to you, Paul, in the show notes. You can put it wherever yeah. you want. It's just my name, Jordan Berry at alphausa.org. Um, you follow me on Instagram, send me a note on Instagram. I'm not actually worth a follow. I don't, I, I'll say that out loud. I, I don't do anything on it, but if you were, if, but I, but if you reach out to me there, I'll, I'll, I'll know that. And I can always, I can always, um, respond to you there. Uh, and then honestly, guys, like if you reach out in the email and you want to like just chat on the phone or text back and forth, I'll give you my number. I'm really okay with that. And, um, I just want to, we want to help. That's what we do. We just want to help you guys um, and figure out how to best rebuild right now. That's it. Luke, where can people reach you? I want, there's some people here that says, look, I want to talk to a student. I want to talk to somebody who's a student who's maybe run this thing, or maybe there's other students out there who says, man, I want to connect with a student who's done this. And maybe I'm a student. So I would, I want to talk to, to Luke. Luke, where can people reach you? No. Yeah, no. And I'd love to talk about that stuff. That's literally, I love that. And I mean, same thing as Jordan, Luke went to Alpha USA. Org, I'll send that to you as well. That's like, you could always email me if that works best. I, same thing with Jordan. I mean, I guess you can follow me on Instagram if you want, but always send me a message there. And like, I mean, my Instagram is not worth much. I post a lot of my running stuff. So if you want to see lots of posts of me just running, it's really boring. It's so not, I don't know if it's worth it, but yeah. So you can always follow me there. Send me a message. If you follow the alpha youth USA Instagram account. I post, I have some videos on there of me and in, in, at the end of the videos, I'm like, Hey, I wanted to set up a zoom call. So if you want to go see there, I pop on there sometimes. And I have some videos where I'm just talking about student led alpha stuff, how to start an alpha. And for students, that's like just little, little bits of stuff. So you can always reach out to me that way. But, but yeah. Awesome. Luke. Thank you so much. Thank you for Jordan and Luke. Thank you both for being on the show today. Uh, and, uh, we appreciate your heart for the Lord. We appreciate your heart for authenticity. We appreciate your heart for this generation. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Be sure, uh, youth workers go visit alpha.org and go start an alpha group today. And that's it. I hope that you enjoyed this interview with Jordan Pierre today and all the good information you got about Alpha and about you know creating space for authentic conversations. Uh, I hope that it was a joy to you. I hope that it you know that it motivates you and keeps your youth ministry moving forward, which is the purpose of this podcast. And uh, and if you have time, by the way, uh, go by iTunes and if you really enjoyed the episode and you enjoy the content you're getting, please leave a review there on iTunes. There'll be a link down in the show notes below. And as always, if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a good job, you're doing a good job and you're going to get better. Thanks for listening.